the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome back to Millburgers. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening <laughs> South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. We're live at Millburgers uh, Landscape at 16 Nursery at 1604 on Bulverde Road. We barely alive. No, we're doing okay. Okay. It's nice, and cool today. It's 81 oh. degrees according to the uh, interwebs. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Uh, the forecast says it's going to be in the. Uh, oh, it says it's 86. Mid, now. Uh, mid. Uh, High 80s, 90s. Yeah, most of this coming week. So it. Uh, let's see what it tells. And the rain for tonight is how? What percentage? No, I don't show anything uh, above 90, 91. For I'm today. talking about the rain. Oh, the rain for chances 18 percent. 18 percent. Oh 20 man. 20 percent up until 11 o'clock, and then it's 47 percent. Wow. Not 48, not 46, but 47. And then the uh, minute cast. Tells me that we can. It, there are showers may form in this area. May in 53 minutes. So we'll watch out for you as soon as they re- if, if they form, we'll report it to you live. We'll break into whatever's happening and uh, report it to you. And we'll uh, spend the time to explain to Jerry with those uh, when the drops fall, yeah, what so those that are. he can recognize. It. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I guess I guess I'd have to gather them all up to make that uh, percentage of rain. Yeah, the eighteen <laughs> percent. Yeah, but it did rain here. <laughs> it's uh, and it did rain at medical center, but just oh, okay, just a trace. <laughs> I mean, it came down for ten minutes. Doctor Larry Stein's wonderful article about so what constitutes an effective rain event. Okay, well, don't don't read it to us just yet, because Trace is going to come up and talk about the plant of the moment, 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 moment. Oh, he's checking his... All right, Trace, put your headphones on. They've already played your fanfare. For plant <laughs> of, uh-oh, of the moment, moment. There it is. <laughs> it's tangled up. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. That's all right. I've been worse. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, so that is not uh, uh, from the the fence line for a, one of the targets for our cut finding stump killer. <laughs> no, this is desirable. <laughs> yeah, a lot it sounds of, pretty cool. A lot of people think uh, hackberry or as desirable. Isn't there a moth that likes it? Gosh, there's <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. Yeah, that's that butterfly. Plus, and, and other wildlife. The berries are reliable. See, it's wonderful. Okay. All right, 
Do you want to uh, sure. just jump right into that, or you no. want to <laughs> talk about some uh, other so tell stuff? us what this is. Well, okay, so it was sold to us as Mexican frankincense. Okay. Okay. But uh, the real name is, I can't read it, so you're going to have to Oh, Fragrant Basura. And uh, so we have three of these. It also says it could be called Elephant Tree. So this is a really cool, unique uh, native, more, to, more south of us, so it would have to be grown in a container. Yeah. Uh, really cool bark and kind of reddish in appearance. It's got small leaves, kind of like a privet. And uh, you want to read off what what it's used for? I mean, it's got unbelievable right, this uses. From, this is from, let's see if this is the right site. Um, excuse me. <coughs> from tropical tropicals.com. Is it I the should... same site as their report up there? Oh, okay. Well, let's see if it uh, gives me the uses. Uh, hold on, I'll check that in a second. Uh, it's a shrub or small tree, widespreading, and very, with a very short, thick trunk. Develops into a swollen trunk and can be spectacular specimen. Flower is small, creamy white. Born on long stalks, may be clustered or solitary. Bark is tight and smooth, very attractive, reddish brown. Great for bonsai. That's like every site has said, great ready bonsai. You, you can tell. I mean, it's, yeah. just, it's it kind of looks very interesting looking. It's got the peely bark like the like crepe myrtles do. Mm-hmm. So it's now this one says, which we haven't gotten, and this makes sense now. Um, the dried sap of some of the species sold as frankincense. Okay. That's where we got that word from. Yeah. So let me get the rest of them. Which is what? Just a perfume or a yeah. aroma? Huh? Yeah. Oh, does it smell like frankincense? Frankincense. Frankincense. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't know what Frankenstein smells like. No. He's passed. Well, I didn't think he could ever pass. That's true. They might have been around together, though. <laughs> they could have been. I didn't think about that. Uh, it's in the. Uh, this says it's in the and su- cactus and succulent. Drought to- tolerant. Suitable for uh, xeriscaping. Uh, where is the little... What are, what are you, you got to get to that interesting, really interesting part. <laughs> what do you call, call this bark coming off, Mitch? Um, exfoliating. exfoliating there you go. Yeah. 80-something. I think he heard me start. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> I was trying to help you without helping you. Thank you. That's like Texas persimmon, too. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yes. Foliage and the shape. And, and Milton, you, you said it put on a fruit, right? Anyway, there was edible. Uh, sap uh, forms. No, nobody has survived. To tell us whether really? it's edible or not. <laughs> uh, the uh, yeah, the stems, uh, wounds from stem form beads of incense. Plant has bloomed. This is from a, someone who had it. Plant has bloomed a couple times and set the seed. The fruits are small and greenish white and may go unnoticed. The ripened fruit is quite colorful, rusty red and orange. A very attractive plant, easy to grow. Just treat like a prickly pear cactus. Huh. It, it, it will. It will get very large unless it's trimmed back uh, hard several times a year. Uh, now, where are so, they? So what, they're in Phoenix. No, they're in Ohio. What what uh, what was that other nickname it had? Oh yeah, what was it? Uh, flame tor- torch, torch, branch, something torch. Yeah. Okay. Let me. Why, why is that? Oh, that's well. That why was, did we figure that one out? Well, because the you said that the the sap was flammable. That's uh, that's what I'm told. So yeah. yeah. Break break a stem off and light it on fire. After well, but yeah, you don't want to use it for your uh, hot dogs, though, either when you're fried. Well, if you want to in, in, inside cook, yeah. also known as torchwood copal. 
approach would Copel? So ultimately, ultimately we got a hold of three of these. Yeah. So you can either run down here real fast if it sounds interesting <laughs> or give us a call, and I'll go let the cashiers know when we uh, finish this part of the car. Oh, stage. that's a good idea. Uh, that way they're expecting it. 3760 Well, can we also encourage? 4973760 to call the cashiers and tell them. Can we also encourage anybody that's familiar with the plant and has grown it? Um, yeah, to call us. Tell us and tell, uh, tell us about their experience with it, too. Uh, from what I read on all the different web- websites, uh, Need to be protected in the winter. Alkaline soils, dry alkaline soil, good draining alkaline soil. Oh, good. Okay, so. Uh, That's our soil. Woohoo! <laughs> in my yard, beneath an inch and a half or two inches of soil. Okay. The <laughs> seeds are consumed by birds such as the white eyed vireo. All and, right. And the gray cat bird. Do we have, the, do we have those birds here? Yeah, the burials. Woohoo! All right. We have catbirds in the. Uh, so this is a win right across the board. Sometimes I know. I'm surprised. Now we just need to see if butterflies and hummingbirds like Now I understand why you could only get three. <laughs> <laughs> it's popular. Actually, it is kind of cool because on some of the, the people, like uh, on some of the websites, people write about their experience. They, they all do say that they were looking for it for a long time and stuff. So <laughs> maybe it is hard to find. Uh, so if if it's, if it's related to cactus, yeah, it should the new growth should eat, eat, uh, root real well. Real it's a, it surprises me they don't say anything about Texas persimmon because it sure looks yeah. No, oh, does it look similar? But it's not. Texas persimmon is a long way from uh, cactus. Oh gosh, yeah. And they say this thing is like cactus. Yeah, that bit's I, be, I better shoot. go let the cashiers know. <laughs> oh, let the cashiers know. Uh, you can buy this if you propagate things real well. It's got a lot of yeah, a, they talk a lot about, of new stems. They talk about propagation. Would you like me to read that? Yeah. Okay, hang on. They also talked about how, fat, <laughs> how much it grows, which is surprising, see, for something that they describe as a bonsai plant. <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm looking. i got to figure out which website it is. So, oh, okay. 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 Propagations methods from woody stem cuttings. Yeah, there you go. From, oh, my goodness. You, you all never talk about this. From seed germinate in vitro in gelatin, agar, or other mediums. Oh, man. <laughs> what, what is it all that about? I don't know. Seed that germinates in jello? Gelatin, in, yes, in, in jello, yes. In vitro. In vitro. That's what I I did uh, yeah, for my Ph.D. What? You in germin- jello? You, you germinated yeah, in, in vitro? Jail, in jail, yeah. Oh, with, did you? Uh, fruit trees and tried to determine the c- compatibility of, uh, of the fruit trees. Like, so before you grafted them and everything. So I would grow a callus tissue, which in, in vitro... And then change the auger uh, to uh, get it to form roots and tops. And why? Why do? Why is gel used rather than? Well, because it's a. Uh, it's I, I guess it's more compat more compatible with uh, forming a root system. And when you mix the gel, you can put uh, different hormones in there oh, okay. to make it. Either root or growth stems. That's neat. And, and it's easy to start out as a pure. It, yeah. it is where even, even uh, 
Oh, any kind of soil, even, even soil that's pretty sterile, has yeah. got lots of different right. ingredients. So what else do you, other plants do you start in vitro? Oh, lots of plants. Uh, the most famous one is orchids. Oh, really? Yeah. They're, they're a little seed. Huh. Got a little bit of seed. Uh. <clears throat> and uh, this is, what's another one? That, that would. <clears throat> and where do you buy the gel? Does Trace sell the gel? No, it, it's uh Kim, it's, it's sold in uh, uh, where they where they sell uh, in vitro products. In other the, words, the in vitro get, store. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, I think uh, they have them at uh, the ingredients down at the off of a Bandera. Uh, uh, there's a chemical store down there that sells them. Huh. Like a like a I mean, it's like a drugstore. Really? Yeah, and they says a lot of interesting things down there. Well, that's in. But that it in vitro <laughs> was supposed to be the salvation of uh, of of some plants that uh, couldn't be rooted, or very hard and couldn't be rooted. <clears throat> and when I came here, they said. Well, you you're wasting your time with those blue bonnets, those different colors, because all you have to do is find the one color that you want, one plant that has the color that you want, and grow it in vitro, and then multiply it hundreds of times. That's what the uh, so academia. The, so, how did you respond to that? Why did <laughs> no, why why did why did that not work? The the uh, it's hard to root a blue bottle. Even even that. It, even any any mm-hmm. way you try, it's hard to root a blue uh-huh. bottle. Uh, it, it looks like a. It would be easy to, but uh, and I I thought about it for a little while, but uh, <laughs> the. All the wildflower people that use regular uh, rooting techniques never could root one. Huh. They and, tried it, huh? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. But uh, Dr. Leinberger and some of the professors over there was telling me I was wasting my time the way I was doing it. So we only have two left? We only have two. All uh, right. Alan's getting one. Way and, to go, Alan. You know, one thing we forgot to do is talk about how much they were. Oh, unless, we did. Unless you did. No, I didn't yet. Okay. Uh, uh, I thought about it. When take we? Oh. Bye. <laughs> All right. So Make good choices. Forty-four <laughs> ninety-nine is the price. Okay. And they're in a three. What size is that? Three, <clears throat> three-ish. Three-ish. Number three-ish. Okay. Well, now we're discussing how to to grow the seeds in vitro. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, That's what it says. We're Jerry. No, we Jerry want to know about the propagation or uh, germinate in vitro in gelatin or other mediums. I'm not going to read agar yeah, again. Woody cuttings is a no-no. Oh. They won't be able to do that. Okay. If if they have to resort to in vitro, it's, that means it's hard to root. And I I have determined, uh, as many have. If you if you can grow it in and root it in vitro, I can grow it and root it in in just regular methods. I think this is a challenge for you, Milton. 
Do we have one left? Or are you going to buy one so you can? No, he's not. Jerry said I can't buy it. <laughs> Jerry's not in charge. <laughs> That's not what he said. Uh, <laughs> your, your wife might be, yeah. but Jerry's not. Yeah. No, we'll we'll let these find homes that they won't die. Yeah. The oh the the plants yeah. yeah. And remember, it's uh, yeah, it's, but your wife must, wouldn't let must, them die. Must be a That's tr- true. Must be a tropical plant. No, it's uh, northern, let's see, Mexico yeah, it, it, and yes. Arizona. Oh, yeah, it it's is. Tropical. A, a oh, semi-tropical. Yeah. What we were oh, okay. Yeah, they, it's down there by the equator. All right, so if you've grown one, you can call us and tell us more about it. Yeah, I bet that phone's going to be loaded up with people yeah, calling. Yeah, I'm sure Alan's, uh, Al's taking all the calls now. <laughs> Where's Paul when you need him? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, did, he didn't use bonds, uh, or he didn't use uh, in vitro. In vitro, huh? Another. Yeah, I know he liked Jello, <laughs> but he wasn't putting seeds in it. I don't think he's gonna eat it. <laughs> All right, so we have two left now, and the phone number, like Alan did, is you can call and ask the uh, cashiers to put one aside for you. Is two one zero four nine seven two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero two one zero four nine seven thirty seven sixty. Okay, and our number is two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Now, and if you uh, if you want to uh, get some plants that are not quite as exotic as the one we were talking about here, we've got lo- lots of uh, uh, plants that are that uh, red miniature yeah, that's ones a good one. really looking nice. And there's some of, some of the purples there still too, which are attractive. And the reason we're emphasizing them now is that the we expect the monarchs to be coming at a, any point. And they are, they come through San Antonio on their way to their wintering grounds, and we want to have, you know, they're very they're threatened, and they've got a, a really <coughs> complex lifestyle and uh, migratory route, and so we want to make sure they have uh, good uh, nectar sources here in, in San Antonio, so they can be in good shape for the last part of their uh, migration down into Central Mexico. Is it the mother? Uh, the mother lays eggs, right? She lays eggs. She they, goes on to Mexico. She dies after she lays. Oh, that's, that, hell that's no. the that's one of the issues. <laughs> you can't say oh hell no <laughs> to nature. So, so is this like praying mantis? What happens to the guy? Yeah, I don't. Maybe. The the guy is. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. No, there, there isn't an emphasis there. I just take it for granted that the that the uh, generates part of the, the generation. And, yeah, yeah. Well, it probably died in because, childbirth. Because you know we're talking about seven different <laughs> generations. Yeah, you're just making things from sp- <laughs> spring until spring on their going north, and then coming seven generations, and then one generally all the way makes it all the way back. If that's the, that's Unless the idea. they lay eggs. I think if Unless I were a monarch, eggs. I'd have to identify as a boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so I'm not laying eggs. <laughs> well, that's interesting. We uh, never thought about that question, what the what the uh, males are doing. Do you want Dennis to do some research on that? Uh, well, as, long, as long as you're not he's, saying he's like they're a, on Milton's windshield. Uh, <laughs> no, that scares me. I don't want to be hitting. A mother? I mean, who is it? Yeah. Especially who, if she's pregnant. Oh, who is it who, uh... Well, she's already laid them, then you just... They declared an endangered species? <clears throat> Where or why? Where? In, not invasive. 
In, no, in, not invasive. What did I say? In the, <laughs> invasive. Migra- oh, and endangered. The, the migratory uh, populations <clears throat> were declared uh, endangered. Endangered, uh, yeah. By an inter- international uh, uh, nonprofit uh, organization. Mm. Okay. And uh, the general, general agreement, um, some years the population is 70%. Recently, 70% less than it was at its uh, peak back in, I think, what, what was it, back in 2014 when it started this, yeah. this the, the, decline. That's 70%. Uh, this generation. Now, well, and as a, there's some fluctuation there. Now, the the other, the, the there's a population in the far west, and the reason I, I'm not familiar with that one is because the uh, if you you know when I was in the army, the, the Monterey, the, that's where it wintered. There, there's almost none of those that are left. They're, they're, oh my goodness! They're they're gone. They're gone. And it was amazing. Well, what an amazing situation, you know, in those pines that are on the mm-hmm. on the coast area. They just got covered in Carmel and and uh, Monterey, mm. and uh, and they're they're just. Very few of them are, are left. Wow. There's some, there's some um, <clears throat> populations that are, are hanging out and are not migrating, but uh, it's, a, it's really a confused, uh, threatened uh, situation if you're interested in um, preserving the monarchs. And, and most gardeners are because they're... So, <clears throat> 210-308-8867. So we should be able to tell here, is our butterfly garden friendly for monarchs? Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, yes. Good, okay. Yeah, I mean, you can hear so Mills. can give us reports. Remember, Calvin designed it. Yeah, it's true. And, and Millburgers. <laughs> we did change a few things. 90, 90% zinnias and what else? Uh, maybe maybe what one milk <laughs> Yeah, it's down. It used to be 90% zinnias. Oh, okay. It's down to about 10%. Zinnias, oh, no. So. Um, but uh, Milberger's has gone out of his way to make sure we've always got uh, the plants that we that based on the supply limitations, but always got the, the plants that are important to contributing to that initiative to try to keep that monarch population alive. Yeah, that uh, red porter weed that we like so much uh, is interesting to watch the bees, the bumblebees. Uh, they 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 hit every flower. Yeah, they like it, but uh, interesting. And so, but they open up and down the stalk. I don't know how long a flower lasts, but uh, they open up and down the stalk. So there's always a fresh flower there, and the bees check every one of them out, make sure there's. We did, we designed that on purpose here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we don't see it as much here, but if you got. Individual plants, and you let you, you let them develop. We got them here in one gallons, uh, but if you put them like in a five gallon and let them develop to full size, and that's when you'll you'll get hummingbirds all to monarchs, and then you also have the the bumblebees, bumblebees. here at the same time, all three <laughs> of them on there. It's just it's really a strange. Uh, uh, situation. Are uh, they fighting or is it symbiotic? No, they're not fighting. <laughs> they, they kind of, they're peace loving. Well, like the hum, hummingbirds do their those bluffs, you know. Kind of they, <laughs> they, they charge back and forth, but they, they don't. Uh, the bumblebees they don't. just ignore them. <laughs> and uh, the, the butterflies are surprisingly bold, too. I guess hey. it 
too old, uh, too big to eat uh, by the hummingbird. Yeah. Bumblebee. Oh, the bumblebees? Yeah. Hey, we got to yeah. take a quick break. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening <laughs> South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Burgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. Well, if insects are driving you crazy and you're not crazy for them at your house, uh, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control uh, is the place to call. You'll be crazy for Spider-Man. Pretty good, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so many people are because of his approach toward it. He's been doing this since 1960. Sounds like he's kind of an old man. You know what? He's a, he's a very wise man. Yeah. I like to think of him that way. But, uh, yeah, I know he knows what he's doing. In fact, uh, he's often consulted uh, by other pest control companies uh, here in San Antonio if they have a situation that they, they, they're having trouble with. So you can call him directly. It's Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, the last pest control company you'll need, 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. Online at GoSpiderManPest.com. You'll find about the IntuCare mosquito trapping system at the website. You'll see all the good reviews. Uh, you'll see everything that you need to at Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control's website, GoSpiderManPest.com. I don't think I've told this, Milton. I think you have. You know, I came, <laughs> I came in 1974 Oh, okay. to San Antonio. As a horticulture. And Spider-Man asked you, should I start a tur- uh I, I uh, yeah, you Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. And uh, he and I requested the good stuff. Uh-huh. And do you realize I've had very few bugs in that house since <laughs> 1974? Wow, no. Well, he's, he got started in 76, was he? I don't know. But he, he had the good stuff. Though. Okay, I got you. All None right. of the silly stuff. And again, you you can see uh, Jerry's house glow from space. <laughs> uh, yeah, have you seen those the space shots? You know yeah. where they take a picture of the city. You and see that green glowing thing? Yeah. Seven two one zero three zero eight. Eighty-eight sixty-seven. So I'm sorry. Uh, John, you better alert everybody though that he uh, he is uh, accommodating. Oh no, he. Uh, we, right, but her. he also is a leader in innovative. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, low, you know, if you're if you're, you're worried about pets, you're worried about yeah, bird you, feeding, whatever. He, he and his staff will help you figure out a way to get a, a reasonable control. But yeah. He, he also lets you know what your what the sacrifice is. You know. Yeah. That's so. no, that's right. So if you say I want, I just want this. Despite what Jerry says, if you say, I just want it to be organic, and that's the best solution, then he's going to tell you that. If he says that he, otherwise, he may say, you know what, our, our, what we find is you may, the, the kill may not be as good or it may not last as long or something like that. But, yeah, so you know going in. Or, or one of the most common, gonna, one, common yeah. ones is he, sometimes he'll, he's got some uh, controls that are recommended that, have a, a short, shorter term uh, killing time or okay. control time. And in some situations, that's 
that's what's this most desirable for for your house or yeah because that's you I don't think you got anything to kill birds no, think about I, it I don't know I don't know I'm not back not a, not, a, <laughs> not that he's uh well, me about it back back then we could use he's got uh, stuff that kills rats yeah 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 we know about that feeding issue of birds oh because because uh, they yeah we're all, he and his staff are and i are always uh <laughs> I, I keep putting more feeders out and they keep mm-hmm. reminding me that I don't forget yeah. yeah this is you know <laughs> uh, I'm glad you like squirrels and uh, rats. Uh, rat uh, rat control <laughs> you know you keep uh because uh, you you sacrifice some things when you are yeah, but that that a special that's a special chemical for uh, birds to, to poison. They used to poison the uh, pigeons when oh, the I pigeons get, get too thick downtown, and they put <laughs> they put these baits out that kill the birds. Not Spider Man necessarily. Not, well, I don't know who does it, but <laughs> that really upsets the tourists. Yeah, I can imagine. They don't. I remember my mother was here and I took her down on the river. She ordered, <laughs> "Welcome to San Antonio." But the, uh, you do have some stories. Uh, <laughs> she, being from Tennessee, she was ready to take out a pistol and take care of business. Yeah, for herself. She, <laughs> yes. All right. But anyway, I thought I'd share that. Thank with you. Guy. That's a lovely story. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, Chamber of Commerce will be uh, <laughs> talking to us. Yes. What? 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. All right. They're choosing tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of action. Yeah. Now, not as much action on the, the one gallons as yesterday. No, yesterday yeah. after David's thing, they were hitting those one gallons. Yeah. Yeah, and that that demonstrates uh, how long you can keep them. Uh, yeah, I'm, I I took a l- close look at uh, mine uh, tomatoes uh, this this morning. G- gave them some of their soluble uh, fertilizer. Oh, good. Not setting much. Not setting any fruit yet. Yeah. But, and then, of course, they've got the. The, the skinny leaves, if the, and of course, if the weather stayed like this, yeah. or, or got they get five big. degrees less <laughs> at night, then they'd, yeah. they'd they'd fill out really quickly. They uh, when we were talking about planting the tomatoes in July instead of June, uh, April, that we used to recommend. Uh, I was telling tell the farmers, I said they're going to bloom. And they're going to drop blooms, but that's a good thing. When they drop blooms, they stay vegetative, grow a bigger bush, and and have more blooms later. And then ready for action when yeah, the, when the yeah. weather is so. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it if you have blooms on there and so uh, they fall off. But uh, it uh, uh, the that thing that you mentioned. These tomatoes out here, the little, the, the four-inch pot, pots, and also the gallon pot, has been fertilized. Have been fertilized every, every day of their lives, starting when they were little babies. Oh, and so that's what you've got to do when you get them. Uh, I, I've watched a lot of people get citrus, and uh, they take it home and. Uh, six months later, it's yellow, turning yellow on. 
Well, they haven't fertilized it. Oh. I said, you look at the you look at the citrus we sell here. It releases over six or seven months period, and it's watered with a, a soluble fertilizer. Well, it's a little every com- time. It's a little complex because we yeah we have to kind of explain to them that we don't want to give them this. You don't want to. The timing is kind of important. You don't want to give them that big dose of yeah. fertilizer. That's the soluble fertilizer, you know, yeah. that initial osmocote, yeah. yeah. Goes through the loose uh, oh, I think mix. It, I think we're better at it than we used to be when we, you know, like 15 years ago when we were t- talking about citrus. It seemed like every every citrus was yellow, but I, I think gardeners now do a little. No. And we've got a new grower of citrus it's down on, it, over by uh, uh, I can't think of the name, but it's uh, owned by some brothers, and it's uh, over toward uh, Orange. Look at the city that's called Orange over there by the Louisiana line. Yeah, by Beaumont. Yeah, yeah. So they uh, they use a different kind of fertilizing plant? Well, yeah, they use Osmocote and uh, Dose, but it's but controlled. Steady, yeah. It, yeah, it's steady. And that's why they're so green. You you never you never have seen a yellowing plant brought in here to Millburgers. They always kept up uh, fertilized to good good green color. And uh, and you don't you know when when we talk about that, it's impo- the timing is important. If you're yeah. using that soluble fertilizer, it's not nearly as sensitive. Because it, it is so dilute, yeah, it's not not disrupting the chemistry of the plant or or the, the pattern of uh, when it's going to bloom and when it's going to set fruit. Yeah, we worry about any fertilization on citrus or other plants uh, in the in the early December because that's when they're getting ready to do their flush of growth. And we worry that we we're going to have all that new growth. Right, man? We never would have any hard freezes after de- de- December 1st, would we? Mm. <laughs> the problem is you can't turn that fertilizer off and on. I mean, the effects of the fertilizer. Yeah. So, well, and you gotta, you do have to gamble a bit because yeah. if you don't fertilize at all. That's true. That's true. But our fe- yeah, those uh, February, those two February fertilizers have not been the <laughs> the easiest to uh, uh, absorb in our planting practices. <laughs> yeah, uh, Calvin said he's got going to have an article next week, uh, next Saturday, on uh, the coal crops, mm-hmm. C O L E crops, and that includes cabbage, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, transplants. Uh, and I think Melberger is included in that. Uh, wait until uh, September to do bring those uh, cabbage and especially broccoli in. And, and of course, you can plant Brussels sprouts anytime. But this, uh, I hope, he, they bur- hope they burn up. He hates Brussels sprouts. <laughs> but you, you also. Uh, 
If you, uh, with that article coming next Saturday, it gives you a little time to prepare that soil. There to, you go. Um, you know, Jerry and I are always talking about the, uh, or now would be the time for the compost, uh, a couple inches of compost, and then I talk about, mm-hmm. he's made me crazy now, I talk about 10, ten cups of, uh, uh, of Fertil- uh, fertilizer per two, uh, for 100 square feet of new bed. Uh, and uh, that'll give you a little time. And then the other thing that that you need a little time for is to get that we've been talking about. You're going to want to yeah, free irrigate. Yeah, you got to you're going to have to invest some uh, watering on that. It just makes a big difference in in your overall performance and the efficiency and the and the livability of the plants if they survive. Uh, and you need to do that. You need to pre-irrigate uh, with a sprinkler or something like that uh, a week, about a week before you plant. And it's a good thing to have the fertilizer already there incorporated into the bed yeah. so it can incorporate into the soil. But uh, <laughs> these, if you're worried about uh, heat or if you worry about heat or on the broccoli and cabbage and things like that, we have tested all these varieties that they're growing here, and we've tested them all to do well in the spring, like broccoli uh, in, the, in the fall, but only green magic. Uh, we had a, had a planting of a broccoli variety and had about a hundred plants of maybe uh, 20 different varieties. And uh, they were easy to evaluate because there was only two varieties that made broccoli in the, in the spring out of all those varieties. And uh, let's see, uh, it was... Uh, uh, green com- green comet was a green uh, magic magic green, green magic yeah there was only that that one and another one they were real close in, in production and we finally settled on green magic because every one of those plants had broccoli at the same time hmm. which is good for a commercial person yeah not, maybe not good for a home gardener, unless you want Calvin sprouts uh, next to you yeah, know, the they, little guys. Yeah, you cut <laughs> you cut that big head out, and then the the, the, it, the side shoots grow. Well, it's funny because my my <laughs> wife let always let me do my uh, boiling with butter on the, yeah on the big uh, the the big heads, but then <laughs> later she. Used, she liked those littler yeah, little steamed heads. And, or yeah, something. she used them, yeah. Uh, the roasting and in recipes. <laughs> yeah. All kinds of different ways to use broccoli. And those uh, are, those uh, little stems or mm. heads are much easier to use in a lot of recipes than yeah. the, the big ones were. We need to take a quick you break. You could make the little ones out of the big ones, Calvin. Well, yeah, you, I guess you can, Sarah. All you had to do is oh, boil the water oh, in there. Oh, and, uh, okay. 
Well, we're going to take a break <laughs> while they discuss this. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Reminding you, if you're out there enjoying this cool weather and you're out on the deck and it just doesn't look like it should or you're going to plan to spend uh, some time out there this week when it's going to be in the low 90s, uh, make sure that you uh, know that you can call Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf. He's been doing this since 1986. Uh, and Barry is considered an expert on staining in not just San Antonio, not just Texas, but the nation. Uh, and you can see the, the beautiful results of his work at Deck and Patio Care by going to deckandpatiocare.com, 147-210-822-9147. And he said it's a little slow this time of year uh, normally, so, uh, you know, you might be able to, uh, to get him in there quicker. So 210-822-9147 or deckandpatiocare.com. I got a question on him. Uh-oh, for him? Yeah, well, uh, from him, from you. Okay. Does he do fences too? Uh, yeah, he does standing on okay. fences. That, that's a that's a big thing, you know. Everybody puts all these cedar fences up, and they look great. And then a year later, they don't look so great. Yeah, he used to when we did the show together. He used to do um, talk about the fences that had the little half moon on the bottom that kind of went back and forth. Had all these little mounds that he could help you with and stuff, so he can stay in those too. Yeah, good question. And uh, we, I, we should have him stay in this, just <laughs> brighten it up. Well, yeah. I don't know. Jerry wouldn't notice that for no, two Jerry months, No, Jerry would take two months before he'd notice that. Uh, uh, There's something different about it. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not sure the listeners understand that's an inside no, joke. The table that we've had for a gazillion years uh, was was redone, <laughs> and there was a pool there that they kept bumping into. Your, your uh, side yeah. was the only one that was level, oh. so I figured that's why you didn't see it. Oh, well. Uh, uh, okay. Calvin noticed it right away because it's it's yeah, actually it's, level, and that's what I think he said too. It's level now. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I uh, I would bump my. Well, leg I noticed it when my coffee cup. <laughs> you, you know, usually, I put put it out there and it rolled down there on my lap. It's, it's, a, did little, it. it's a little things in life. Isn't it? I think he would have stopped doing that, but no, he just kept doing it. <laughs> no, yeah, not too quick. <laughs> All right. Well, what's going on, Trace? I still got a lot of Cressandras. Yes, we do. And I got more coming. But fewer. So uh, people love them. They really like it's this. Been, uh, it's been an interesting, uh, I don't want to say ordeal, because no. it's, uh, it's, it's a beautiful experience. plant. The yes, experience. There you go. Uh, uh, I, I don't think we've ever sold this many before. And I no. think it's because we changed the name to UTSA Orange. I think so, all those UTSA fans. And it is actually UTSA Orange, so, uh, yeah, you can. That'd be good for fall with pumpkins. And, and we do, yeah, it would. And we do have the uh, Divided House Esperanza on sale right now. Mm-hmm. It's UT Orange now, and a little closer to football season, middle football season, the, the blooms will have more of an aggie color. How many months do I have to have it before it's actually labeled Milton Proof? <laughs> uh, depends. Are you growing a pot or in the ground? It's in the pot. Then first freeze. Okay. We've also I noticed that we've also got uh, zinnia transplants, and that's that's another another great plant for nectar and for cut flowers. And getting these uh, Dreamland uh, transplants allows you to get 
some bloom to probably till Thanksgiving. No, yesterday I couldn't think of that plant that uh, that uh, well I recommended for oh, plant planting now. Yeah, vinca. Yeah, jeez, uh, or periwinkle. But got a good selection of them out here, and you know you say, well, we'll plant this and that and whatever. If you're in deer country, deer proof country, they will come up on the porch and eat any flower you plant except vinca, periwinkle. So uh, the the uh, the new the new. You sound look. so sure about that. Yeah. Well, I, that oh, always yeah. makes me a question too. I want I want to say, well, Angelonia, they never came up. <laughs> well, they they they, uh, they come up on the porch. And uh, and eat what you got. Got. I was trying. I was trying uh, to get plant blue plum plumbago out of it. But didn't make it overnight. Huh. Mm. That surprised me because I, I know they eat it, but they don't don't always seem to like it. What was the <laughs> other? Uh, oh, let's see. Nandina. Oh, uh, yeah, zinnias and yeah, yeah, uh, and. Uh, are we getting any reports on the? Uh, I'm a little worried about the iris. Uh, it seems like the deer are, are getting more inclined to pull, pull iris plants. Maybe with the drought. Yeah, they're eating different stuff now. Yeah, they're not. Don't seem to be eating as much as they are just being ornery about it and pulling <laughs> it out. Would uh, be another thing. Any gardeners out there are having experience a different experience with their. Their iris. Yeah, we'll talk. The reason I mentioned that, I just mentioned it in, a, in another article uh, that, that that was a deer proof plant. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed that in my new new planting, I had the deer had uh, pulled, we'll pulled it out. Uh, yeah, they pull them out, so you have to plant something else. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Yeah, yeah, get something tastier. Yeah, yeah. enough, enough. It's kind of like a suggestion box. It's yeah. a. <laughs> the um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Okay. <laughs> you uh, you fit right in there. I know. <laughs> That's so sad. I wanted to give the phone number. Oh yeah, so people can call you on Iris <laughs> reports. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. And what we're interested in are you getting any kind of different reaction to Iris than we used to get, where we just they they were one of the most reliable deer proof. Eighty eight sixty seven. And then, I don't know, uh, you know, Facebook, you have people that you know from all over. Uh, is this possible this will happen in Texas? Greg Grant posted a Facebook post that said that... Uh, he has a Facebook? He does. Uh, and it said it was a field of uh, oxblood lilies. It's a sure sign fall is on the way. And I thought, well, maybe not in San Antonio or maybe in San Antonio. Mine aren't booming. Yeah, mine aren't booming. But, I mean, I expect them to bloom. But you know, there's that, that uh, for lack of a better word, Aggie Bulb guy, if he's still in business. Oh. That's probably where he's at. Yeah, he uh, he he got his bulb supply from Greg. Oh, wow. So uh, Greg, Greg gave him all his bulbs. I, I think he sold them. But, but uh, <laughs> Calvin talking about ours. Yeah, how come me. how come Greg wouldn't come by the show when he was here for the CNMA? He, he didn't even come by my house. Oh man, it's going to drive me. I, I can't remember the guy's name. It's going to drive me nuts. Oh, and he called himself the Bulb. I'm going to Google it. 
Maybe. Well, yeah, just had about a, a, a couple minutes for the break. He's not the author. But... What, what was Steve Irwin called? What was his nickname? Um, oh, now I can't remember, but it wasn't like the... Oh, gracious. <laughs> it was along the same lines. It wasn't like the plant whisperer or anything. No, it wasn't the bulb no. whisperer. It was... Uh, I okay, think, I will look during the break. I think y'all are getting old with something. There's something <laughs> yeah, wrong with their memory, Kevin. Uh-huh. I don't know. I just is real. This is not real con- challenge working is, with these guys. Yeah, here. this is not a ca- contagious, is it? I don't know. Um, I hope not. Now, what is your name again? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jamie. No, it's not, that doesn't sound right. What is his name again? Do you know the guy? That- I mentioned the pombagos over there. They look. They look good. They, yeah. We've, uh, we've Crocodile kinda, hunter. Is he the bulb hunter? Yes. Okay. Bulb hunter. The That's bulb what he calls hunter. himself. Okay. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll talk about the Plumbago after this. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Please give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Give us an iris report. Give us, if you have uh, oxblood lilies, call us with that, too. Back in a moment on 930 a.m., this is The Answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. 210-308-8867 is our number. We got Trace up on the porch with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, I'm Milton Glick, and we're ready to talk gardening with you at 210-308-8867. We'll start this hour like we have with the last hour. Maybe not as much attention to it if we don't want to, but the uh, uh, fragrant basura, I think that's the plant a, I think of the moment. Plant of the moment, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so a neat plant. Um, look it up. <laughs> and I don't think you'll find it any place else in town. I seriously doubt it. Yeah. Uh, but it sounds like a lot of folks have wanted this, so uh, maybe haven't been able to find it. So, uh, yeah, we uh, it's uh, sap smells like frankincense. Is it, it? I did get that. Oh, you did get yeah. that? Okay. But I, but I didn't cut off a big enough piece to get, to the, get fl- the, sap the flame to, to go. Okay. Well, nobody mentioned that. It was just that one thing, and then you you were told that. So online it didn't support that. Except with the name. What was it called? The Flame? No. Torch. Torchwood. Torchwood, yeah. Um, and I uh, I mentioned 44 bucks in the 44-something. Uh, 44 44 44 99 99 yeah. in the three number three pottage. So if, you're in, if you're into bonsais, this would yeah, be a very like, unique, cool, I can't say one of a kind, but one of three kind, I can. That's a big, yeah. that's a big plant for a bonsai. And apparently, people bonsai it. And keep, every, keep it small. Almost every review that I was reading talked about bonsaiing it. Okay. There's there's no reason these couldn't be cut back to do that. Yeah. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We can't have a show without talking a little bit about the drought. Oh. And okay. I, and I encourage what? people. What you you must have missed it. We had a little rain today. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Still I, I was wearing it. There's uh, still puddles wearing it. Uh, I, I hope it didn't flood my truck out. I left the windows down to tease it. It, it, was, rain. Be- it was before you got here. Yeah. Oh, okay. It evaporated between uh. the open window and your seat. Yeah. So now, according to the uh, forecast, we might have rain here in the next 69 minutes. All right. 
Is that We've been waiting. So, What's that? It keeps delaying it. Well, before it was it was up to 91 minutes. Now it's to 60 something. <laughs> it so keeps it, listening to Jerry, and so it just going, I'm not going to come while he's there. Yeah, <laughs> forget about that. And uh, that. By, by the way, the Texas Sage at the back entrance agrees with you. Oh, does it? Good. Well, we saw that uh, yesterday. It was uh, somebody had uh, carted out of yeah, a bunch of them, of, and they were all blooming. <laughs> Oh, I do see some showers to our southeast and some to our east. They're little. They're little. I could well, zoom that, in. Yeah, that's what they predicted, that if you were in the, the southeast of the Bear County or in the, the looks city, like, uh, you would get some uh, more chance you would get some rain. Looks like Lavernia's getting rain, going to get some more. Floresville may get some rain. So there we go. Those people are going to come up here and beat you to death. Milton. If they don't get rain? Yeah. Oh, I'm just telling you where the cells <laughs> you, you are. Know how Somewhere those... in those towns, yeah. it might be raining. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be a lot. It's green and yellow. Yeah. Uh-oh. Is that a lot? No, it's no. not a lot. We want. They probably, no. they probably want it to be red. Those Wilson County people, they got a long memory. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Elaine, you know, when she calls us to Shine announce to... one of the events <laughs> down there in yeah. Floresville, she'll uh, remind you of the... Your statement about the, the oh, rain that never man. came. I'm sorry if it doesn't. I'm just looking at the, just looking at. I'm just reporting. I'm not that. Don't <laughs> don't shoot the messenger. That uh, that time I said uh, uh, they had a had a, a tornado in Wilson County, uh, and uh, I said it, it did uh, four thousand dollars, uh, four million dollars in improvements. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> I was sitting there thinking to myself, did he have a car wreck? Uh, yeah. Jerry, did he run into something for $4,000? Oh, Jerry but, running into But you it. notice that we quit going down there and doing the events. Yeah, yeah. I wonder why they stopped asking us. Now, it's moving to the north, which is interesting. So uh, okay. I thought it was moving. There goes some west. of our uh, plumbago. Blue plumbago, yeah. And there, there's a ton of it over on the behind us, too. Well, that's her restocking it, guys. That's not a customer. Right, right. That's okay. right, yeah. Did you put more tomatoes out mm, on the benches? No, I just spread them out where it looks like there's a bunch. Oh, okay. Oh, and talk worked. about... It worked to me. <laughs> the guys were talking about the Ruelia over there and huh? said it looked like maybe it was a hybrid. No. Oh, it's just the... Uh, it, it was... Uh, at the, I don't know, we didn't do this, but at the growing operation, he cut them back to the ground like three weeks ago, and mm-hmm. they bounced back that fast. Wow, wow. Yeah, they do that. Okay. I bet, I bet he didn't cut, if he didn't cut them back in time and they made seed, they'd be all over that greenhouse. Well, he'd probably appreciate that. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean. He, but it, it shoots those seeds. I mean, it just doesn't drop them out. It shoots them. If I, if I were a grower, I would set empty pots no. of dirt <laughs> next to one as it's blooming and then I wouldn't even have to pay anybody to put uh, the seed in a pot. Oh, okay. Well, they root pretty easy. Traits. He, oh, well, he well, could have well, taken, okay. taken well, every, we, every three what inches. What were we talking about? The, well, the uh, standard Mexican petunia. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know, but wasn't there some other... Before we went to the news, you were talking about blue plumbago, I think. Yeah, no, I thought we had started on another topic. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they, the, the deer... I think we were talking about zinnias. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure, but we may that have been. always is a good topic. Do you have anything to, to say about, about that? 
Always a good topic. I mean. And I, I was recommending uh, Vinca's Periwinkle. And uh, <laughs> the is that the one you said people getting bored with? Yeah. That was well. I said it's a possibility. Oh man! And when they get uh, when they are that uh, adaptable, there was yeah, yeah, but they're they're oh man, that's tough. They're not a they're not a, uh, as much of a cut flower. Not much of a cut flower. But no. they but they look great. They look great in beds. They're very forgiving. Yeah. Apparently they're deer resistant. At least in some yeah. neighborhoods under most conditions. <laughs> Almost all of the neighborhoods under yeah. all conditions. Uh, Neil Spear had a a picture somebody sent him, and it, it had a white vinca, uh, had a white vinca, and it looked good. The white one looked good. Then they had a pink one that was dyed. I mean, it looked terrible. And Neil didn't didn't wink, and he just said, "The one that's living is Cora, hmm. and the other one is a is not a Cora." So, uh, uh, well, you, did you? Or, I might be mistaken, but didn't you say white is the the most uh, disease resistant of them all? Yeah, yeah well, white yeah. was the first one that we original, yeah. but they're uh, they are uh, diluting that. To get these colors, that's why we're seeing some damage. Also, also, uh, there are different species of uh, phylloxera. That's take phylloxera, phytophthora. Yeah, it's uh, It's it's, like six or seven, right? Flavors of it. Yeah, Mm. yeah. So, uh, those diseases and fungi are. Wanting to make, wanting to stay around. But let's let's uh, before we leave those tomatoes too. Let's just remind everybody that uh, it's uh, this next few weeks. You got you want to get those plants in, uh, and the selection's good here. They're looking good, and then you got uh, I guess one more delivery problem. Uh, tomatoes? No, I'm done. Done. Okay. Uh-oh. So I'm I'm in the the crosshairs of cool weather vegetables. Do I or don't I? <laughs> so I, I think I'm I'm going to procrastinate this this week. Or actually, I already procrastinated, and I'll start bringing them in the next week. Yeah. Well, and that I think that'll be uh, consistent enough with my article because it'll just because yeah. we talk about uh, being prepared and and our target to get everything started in September. Uh, so. That'll be good. And then, and of course, tomatoes are part of that uh, yeah. winter but garden. I did do another wave of uh, peppers, though, and uh, beans and squash, cucumber, zucchini. And that that might be the eggplant. That might be the last batch of those we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we talked to, where was it? Uh, Billy. Billy. It was Billy bragging on the cucumber. That's a uh Edible cucumber, because they're all edible, but uh, the, especially for salads and things like that. And he says the one y'all are selling, uh, or we're selling, is a very prolific producer and also very very good to eat. Well, we carry two. Well, one is slicing, and yeah, the other right. one is for pickling. Yeah. 
I, I guess people are still picking pickles, uh, right? I, I think they have to. <laughs> and uh, but that slicer is. I, I don't know the name of that slicer, if it's got a slice, but they used to all be Japanese varieties. They, they have, they, they, that's the cucumber that they use in, uh, in greenhouses, growing greenhouses on, on trellises. And uh, when we did try that down south, <laughs> it put those tomatoes to shame as far as plant growth and also number of cucumbers in fact the growers were complaining about what the hell are they going to do with all these cucumbers <laughs> but they liked them but uh, they cover you up the cucumbers you have to grow them on a wire or something keep them uh, grow them like a grape well I'm in trouble I didn't emphasize any of those other other plants so I did mention I think yeah, eggplants and peppers, along with the tomatoes, as yeah. the, as the remnant of the summer garden. Mm-hmm. But then I emphasize the uh, uh, rutabagas and the oh, lettuce geez. and uh, all the coal crops. I uh, guess, I guess uh, I don't. If you have Crawford lettuce seed, uh, I would definitely wait on that. Yeah, to, last, to last year we seed. went through heck. Yeah, we're trying to get it to start early, and then then it finally came up when we, when we had given up on it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's coming up. It's coming back. It's Milton. Yeah. Every time they mention Crawford lettuce, did you talk to the guy to see if they would do that on the? I haven't. Thing? I never heard anything. Okay, I think it's worth a ask again. Okay, it's and, coming back. You're and, gonna have and, some more. And Jerry's gonna have some. Okay. <laughs> um. Uh, I've got. We've got a lot of listeners that are growing Crawford lettuce. They're, they're bragging on that site now about their space tomatoes. Yeah. Should we get the guy back and talk about space tomatoes? No. Okay. How uh, much Don't you longer want to find do we count on the okra? Let's see, it's September, uh, October. Yeah. Yeah. Rented them. Well, it, it's slowing down yeah. now, believe it or not. But and the pods get ripe and hard. hard. Uh, before they reach their regular length. So you have to check them with a knife, like we've talk, talked about, uh, and and get them when they're tender, even though they're young. Yeah, and, and now you got to be oh. real, <clears throat> be inclined if they're, don't you question whether they're uh, ready, uh, soft enough or tender enough right. to just toss them out and let, let them start some new ones. Well, I don't think they'll. No, you, you new new fruit pods. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah, yeah you you uh, if you're gonna save them for seed, you gotta let them harden and turn brown the the pot the pods. Uh, because if you just get them a little overripe, uh, they won't the seed won't yeah well you don't germinate. Don't need too many for seed. That's true. That's true. I, I love my. I got a picture of little David in the middle of a osteocra seed plant and uh, standing yeah. up there. And, and you, I'm using him as a measurement because he's. I think he's five feet. 
five foot tall. Yeah, oh no, he's a little bit bigger than tall. that. Yeah, a little taller. Let's give him more credit. Well, I had uh, Francine, one of my, my major helpers for years. I don't think she's passed yet, man. Good. Uh, but anyway, she's exactly five feet tall, and I was put her by hibiscus and everything else to take a picture. So I had a human yardstick. I'll bet that made her happy. Huh? Yeah, oh. she was. She's from England. So we act, that actually happens a lot here. People, really, people pick out a tree that they want installed. And then they they want to take a picture next to it or make me stand next to it to, so that they can show people this is my treat. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, it's a thing. I, I don't understand it, but it's a thing. Go. Well, I may start using you. How tall are you? Uh, well, I used to be 5'8". I'm pretty sure I've shrunk some. Okay. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. It's got to be five feet. That's a, that's a good, good round figure. Okay. Uh, we got some lookers. Yeah. All right. Of uh, the. Uh, taken what's that? Are these taken already? No. Nope. nope. Okay. We, we had one. on the radio talking about it. Oh, good. We had one call in. We already put his inside. Oh, okay. So how do we, All right. We'll take a break while Trace talks about it. We may have somebody that's asking about the um, uh, the <laughs> fragrant brassura. We'll find out what happens after this. Torchwood? Torchwood, Torchwood, yes. Very good, Calvin. Or elephant plant. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. God's sakes, turn around. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. We're going to get to the phone lines in just a second. But 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. And watering is still an issue, so you want to make sure you're doing it effectively and efficiently. And the tree hugger sprinklers available here at Millburgers and HEB uh, can help you do that. There's three different sizes, and what it does is there's a 7, 11, and 15-inch, wraps around the base of the tree, and you control the water flow. It's designed to be sturdy. But, yeah, that water flow just drips out a little bit, or it can go to get the uh, the drip line of the tree. And, um, gosh, I, I used it for some different stuff, and it works great. Uh, you'll love it. Uh, you can learn more about them at treehuggersprinklers.com. But my advice to you is come over here to Millburgers and get them because they're actually cheaper than online uh, because they don't have to take into consideration the delivery charge. So uh, it's Tree Hugger Sprinklers. Check them out and water efficiently and effectively. You'll like when you see them. It'll make sense how they hug the tree when you see them here at the nursery or at HEB. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. John is on the line. Hi, John. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, doing great. Every day's a holiday. Hey, uh, yes, sir. I heard I heard uh, Jerry referencing saving okra seed, and he said something. I said about leaving the pot till it's brown. I save them all the time, but my question is, because and and this is not my main question. It's just a one related to what I heard. Is do you leave it on the on the on the okra plant till it turns brown? 
Well, that's the that's the usual thing. Okay. I, I think uh-huh. you're probably probably safe if you uh, st- start. It starts to get brown. That's that's with oh. most of those pods, but yeah, uh, with uh, with uh, with okra, it's relatively easy just to to leave it there. Yeah, I've, I've pretty much been successful. Anyway, now, but the reason I called was, um, I'm I'm wanting to save and harvest for next year seeds from my tatume squash because they're so hard to find seeds. And uh, I have two of them. The first two that was on on the vines, I let them mature, and they went orange. And of course, the stem got hard. I left them on there. And, they're still out there, uh, and uh, I want to know where we go from there. Well, I just put them in a, a paper sack, and uh, they're they're pretty. Uh, they're not fussy. You know, you just well, you no. don't want you yep. don't want them you don't want them in a moist area. But they're uh, I've I've had them well, you know be several years old and. Uh, in a sack in a closet, and and they still perform. They're 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 the one of the least demanding seeds that well, I've well, uh, uh, dealt with. What I'm really trying to, I guess, ask is the procedure to go from the the, the mature squash there, and the process, I should say, to go there from. To get the seeds processed, do you just bust it open and fluff them out, or what do you do? That's what I do. Now you can just let them. I kind of, I kind of let them uh, collapse and brown a bit. I, I mean, there's no rush to get get them out there, but you can, uh, you can just get them out right away. You know, if you don't want to have them sitting around uh, uh, melting but, and uh, rotting. So, kinda. so. So it doesn't hurt no matter how long they stay uh, in their hull like that before you get them out. It doesn't hurt anything. Well, I, you know, there may be a percentage difference, but but in my experience, there's it's not a significant one. You know, you know they're they're pretty their fertility rate is real high whether you get them out immediately or you uh, wait until the until you get a chance to do it. Well, is uh, now I haven't broke either one of them yet. Um, will that be kind of mushy or dry? Or if I bust it open, I let it dry and then try to fluff them out so it's easier and not a mess. What did you do? He's talking did, about the tuma squash. Buddy. Yeah. Well, I just cut them, uh, cut them, and leave them kind of half, half, half open and let them dry a bit so they're not they're not difficult to, to deal with. But they're not okay. fussy about that, you know. Okay, well, that's that was my question, and I didn't think it was a big deal because uh, uh, I've gotten seeds from a lot of stuff, tomatoes, everything, you know, and tomatoes, you know, I, I, I went with Jerry's recipe uh, procedure, and it worked great. All right, well, I've got it under control. That tattoo is a good one because um, – it's a good producer, good flavor, and I and, and I don't need to worry about those sports vine borers. I don't understand why it's not more available, but I guess people don't know about it or don't care about it. Well, the the the, Mex, the Mexican community uses that uh, uses that exclusively in its uh, calabaza. Is that right? Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, they the love soup, it the because. Soup. 
Yeah, I share some with uh, some Hispanics, and boy, they go, they get after it because they say they can't find it in the store. Yeah, that's right. But, so why uh, can't they find it in the store? Why can't? Why is it Trace? Does anybody grow it? Okay. They used right. to. Used to be called. A lot of it comes out of Mexico, so I can't uh, imagine that they couldn't get it. it no, I meant the plants. Myself. If they wanted to. Oh no! Uh, no the growing operations grow what they can sell thousands of. Oh not okay. They can sell hundreds. Yeah. yeah. All right. But I'm Thank talking you, about seed seed packs on the rack. You know, you don't oh. find seed packs so, on the rack anywhere. Same, same boat there. Seed vendor. We like we don't own any of our seeds. Uh-huh. So they put in what they want. And what they yeah. think is going to turn, and we only pay them for what sells. So. Certainly. Well, I got, I mean, I tend to my own. I'm not worried about it. I was just curious. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah well, we, I, I if, you don't, if, if you didn't have your own, I would say go to Johnny Select Seeds, and I bet you'd get them on. on yeah, the, I just, you know, when, I, when we had that contest with uh, several gardeners, yeah. all, all we did was go to the internet, just call us or. Uh, What's the what's the uh, other steam for the seed? Um, Tatuma. Yeah, Tatuma, Tatuma. and there there were yeah. several c- companies that yeah. had it available. The one that used well, I, the seed company that used to sell it here in San Antonio was uh, Lone, Texas Seed Company. Lone Star. Have you, yeah, have Lone you Star, ever heard of right. David? Have you ever heard of David Seeds? No, no, I don't know. It's a little bitty up there on the north side, a little bitty bomb and pop operation. And I, I've been there one time, and it, it just, it's on the northwest side of town. Uh, if my memory serves me right, a little bit inside 1604, somewhere out there. But uh, that's where I found it one time. Okay. It, it, cool. Anyhow, you drive, well, thank you. Don't you want to drive, just do Johnny Select Seeds, and they'll, they'll ship it to you. That way you don't have to drive across town. There you go. Thank, thank you, John. You Look at that. Bye. You take care. Oh, my goodness. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's I, I, not told, a I told her to do that. Oh, <laughs> that's just not, not for you. but Bye, John. Because we'd already sold all the blooming ones up here. So I told oh. her to we'll do some more blooming ones. Which variety is that? That's the, He's talking about a cart full of uh, I, I'll give you Texas one, I'll give you one guess. Is that the? It's the one that, that some, yes. Oh, that Lynn's that, Legacy? That's blue that's not okay. really blue. Okay. <laughs> That's sure pretty. That look great right now. Yeah. That's the Lens Legacy. Those are on sale, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, well, as long as they're twenty nine ninety nine or less, then they're in. They're in the on sale. Okay. I can't remember if that one is or isn't. Oh, okay. That's right. That may have been a special one. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three. Are you leaving? Where? Are you? I gotta go see if you brought me the right ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. You go check it. Got to put them in a different spot. Okay. They're, Two, de- they're definitely attractive. Yeah. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. That that trace is amazing, you know. Where he gets finds all these plants. Yeah. I didn't think that was still on the market. Oh, the Lens Legacy. Lens Legacy. Oh wow. Uh, so I really need to propagate some of those, don't I? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> do do about a hundred. One of mine died. Oh no! One of my two that I had. Is that right? Yeah. I don't know. It surprised the heck out of me. I don't think I've ever had a, a Texas sage die. <laughs> it was it wasn't overwatered, was it? <laughs> Probably not. No. I uh, was was running around the internet and stumbled on how to collect seeds from a. Texas sage. I don't think y'all recommend growing them from seed, do you? No. Okay. Uh, it, it may. It's probably 
Well, it might come back for him to eat. Oh, okay. Or it may come back with something better than you should. Oh. see. We were talking about Sinisa. Then when my, as, my, as I was running around the Internet, an <laughs> article came up on how to collect the seeds and stuff from Sinisa. It's like it's like apparently got a little bitty seed pod. Yeah. yeah. Tweezers. Yeah, apparently. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think. Were those, were those Lynn's legacy? So the right-hand side of the cart that was blooming was Lynn's legacy. Okay. okay. And they're not part of the ad. Oh, okay. They're not. Okay. No. So out of Arizona, the freight's getting ridiculous, yeah. so they had to be a different price. Wow. It's out of Arizona, huh? Yeah. That's another story we can have off the air. Trace, Trace <laughs> was, uh, Jerry was bragging on you. I don't know where Trace gets these things. <laughs> That's because Trace works his butt off to, to find the stuff that people want. So. Yeah, there was one nursery out there in Arizona. You know, that was uh, growing a lot of uh, uh, the uh, 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 growing a lot of different things, especially the uh, Prada Barbados. And, you know, I was talking yesterday that uh, they actually didn't like the Prada Barbados anymore. Because that's the one you were that's talking about. Yeah. That's why they decided to export it instead of import. Yeah. Well, the people got tired of it. <laughs> Not and, here. And they bloomed earlier there, and we were going to... They don't really sell that well until they're yeah, bloom on This is true. And, and so and we for, were going to... You know they make me hungry, Milton? <laughs> if you think about it, every... Uh, Mexican food restaurant, or most Mexican food restaurants, you see them with the bright yellow and orange paint. Oh. So it, it takes my mind to tacos and all kinds of <laughs> of uh, great food. And uh, every time I see one, that's what I think of. I need a taco. <laughs> and, and you have you have fewer of them, so people apparently are buying them than yesterday. Because yesterday. Oh yeah, we could. We, well, they might have moved them, but oh, that's true. So there, there was so a whole line out there. It's both. Okay. We sold a bunch, and then we made a bigger bed, right? Smack well, where you can't you. see it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we only have one of the fragrant basura left. Of only the three. One. Then there was one. Okay. So if you want it, you got a choice of hurrying over here <laughs> or calling 210-497-3760. I suggest calling. Yeah, call them and get them to put it aside like they did the first one. Well, they can get their tomato plants and, and check that plant out. Yeah. yeah. But we'll have tomato plants all day. We might just have this one in another 10 minutes. All right. Well, our number is 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. What else you got there? Oh, <laughs> I thought you were getting ready to take a break. No, no, not yet. Uh, Calvin mentioned in This Week in the Garden uh, that uh, when growing tom- tomatoes in the vegetable garden, you use a semi-determinant selection, and uh, he lists uh, celebrity. I guess celebrity... <laughs> Is still the number one, number one seller, uh, because it's been on the market for a long, long time. It seems to be available a lot of places. Yeah. places too that none, none of the uh, other varieties are. If I'm if I'm correct, I think the uh, celebrity was the first all all star uh, tomato to make it the all star rating. 
Uh, well, what does that mean? Not a rodeo tomato? It's no, no. It's uh, from uh, like Park Seed Company. Oh. They have uh, trials up uh-huh. there like we do. And uh, I think it was designated as a all-star tomato. And then uh, we got Tycoon and Valley Cat. I don't know why we have Valley Cat. I'm glad we have Valley Cat, but I was told earlier that uh, they weren't going to do Valley Cat seed uh, anymore. Yeah, they they to- I guess they had told Trace that they uh, had a few. Yeah. Uh, well, one of the one of the reasons why we mention it is that, uh, of course, the uh, nematode resistance. Yeah. So we both all, all three of those uh, tycoon celebrity. And Valley Cat uh, yeah. are the varieties to use if you've got problems with nematodes. There's nothing much left to treat nematode no. soil anymore. Elbon rye. Yeah. Sure, <laughs> cereal yeah. rye. It's really hard to grow that el- the tomatoes in that Elbon rye. <laughs> but uh, the, the uh, uh, one, one thing I mentioned there that a lot of people don't understand, we grow and select semi-determinant selection rather and that's why you especially need those in the summer in the fall because you're in trying to rush the production of ripe tomatoes but uh if you if you're interested in those uh heirloom tomatoes uh, i call it heirlooms who wants hair on their tomatoes you know i don't know but uh Anyway, uh, most of the heirlooms and all of the uh, ones that you're used to, I mean, not in San Antonio, but growing out like Big Boy and Better, Better Boy makes it in the spring here. And, uh, and it's nematode resistant. But uh, we stick with the semi-determinate selections for recommendations down here so they'll grow up fast the plants will grow up fast and they set set a lot of fruit have a lot of blooms and set a lot of fruit that'll if it's planted at the right time uh have ripe tomatoes before the killing frost yeah they got a Get to their full size and then concentrate on setting fruit. Yeah. Rather than yeah. trying to take advantage of the weather, they just <laughs> get the, get there, set the fruit, and then that's it. Yeah. If you know, if you notice these varieties that you mentioned, they they after they get to be a certain size, they turn to blooms. They they're full of those yellow blooms, and. Uh, and then after that, then they set fruit, but they still keep blooming. Oh gosh, guys, look at that! Yeah, that's a big old butterfly. What that's is a that? tiger, tiger swallowtail. Oh, that's huge. You see the, you see the on stripes, the lantana. The stripes are going the other, are not. Yeah, I thought they were delusional, but now I find not. <laughs> well, you could have. You, maybe you were right wow, in both cases. Wow, that's a beauty. Jerry, you want to go whisper to that? Yeah, guy? I was just thinking that. You take my phone. You can take a picture. <laughs> I keep waiting for a grackle to come out of the tree. No, yeah. no. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we got growers that grow the the right kind, right kinds, uh, and we 
have tested in this area. And uh, uh, celebrities have been been around since the first first test run. Uh oh. Oh, what does that look like? Uh, Butterflies. I went so little I can't tell what that. Was. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick oh, break. That, we'll that, yeah, that must be one of the the one, ones on the. Oh. <laughs> What's our movie? It wasn't a showy Calvin, but yeah. it had to have been a moth or a butterfly. So, is the butterfly laying eggs on the the lantana? Or? And I I don't I wouldn't think so. I don't know where, where what the tiger oh, swallowtails okay. lay their eggs on. Usually, usually you hear them when they lay an eggs. I'm going to take a break on that part. 210-308-8867. Uh-oh. Oh, his mic got cut off. I don't know what's going to happen. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. That butterfly's huge. Uh, 210-308-8867. All right, a few minutes left. What else we want to cover? We don't have any calls, so this is time to call in with those questions. Sometimes at the end of the show we get beat up with questions. So if you've been thinking about one, call us now, 210-308-8867. One Call left. us, too, if you got a report on any kind of different iris activity. Iris activity We're we want to know about. Figure out if the... If it's just my imagination, or the deer are actually uh, getting dealing with iris more than they used to. We also yeah, want to tell you there's only one more fragrant basura here in Millburgers. So, oh. number three pot, forty-four ninety-nine. Can I tell my Calvin Iris story? Sure. <laughs> he had, had putting it put it in the paper that iris were deer deer bird. Oh. No. and. Uh, we had the Rosarians out here. And right toward the end of the show, uh, I think we were already through, a little little lady, tough-looking lady, came up and said, where, where is it, Calvin Finch? <laughs> that he put in his paper again that, that the iris, the deer wouldn't eat iris. That I got I, the deer eat iris in my yard. And she said, I'm, I'm going to tell him that that's wrong. He should be putting that in the paper. He said, where is, she said, where is he? I said, there he is, right, right yeah. over there. <laughs> Did you walk him to, uh, and, uh, to make sure she didn't? <laughs> and uh, so she ran out there and gave him hell. Did I, she I, give you hell? <laughs> you don't even remember. I gave him, I, I can't remember what, because I asked her. What is deer resistant? And uh, I can't remember what she said. But the uh, the beautiful that uh, that was before Thryalis. That's truly deer resistant. That that one at the entrance is just killer all summer, going in even spring and summer. But it's right at the entrance, and there's also a bougainvillea over there that knock you out. Hmm. But. Uh, she was mad at Kevin. And then I, I talked to the lady in uh, Hollywood Park that has whole, whole, a whole yard in Ireland. And they were blooming. They are beautiful. Uh, she said, but the, 
I said, well, does the deer eat them? He said, only around the edges. They, huh. they, 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 they don't jump in there and start eating them from the middle, but they're only uh, around the edges. Yeah, that's, it's almost like they can't believe that the, the plant that looks that <laughs> lush oh, it, it does not taste good. So yeah. they're, they're just try it again and try yeah. it again. Forrest Appleton uh, told me about it, and uh, so I <laughs> I said, well, I'll look at them. You know, sometimes Forrest exaggerates. But uh, they were killer. I mean, absolute killer and been there for years. And now you know what kind of population the DA are in Hollywood Park. And uh, she, she does, doesn't take care of them very well. I mean, you know, she doesn't water them or anything in. So they're good plants. Well, it's strange for me. I got a, an old bed. Uh, it's been there for years, and they have not touched it. And then just, just across the driveway is that new bed I planted. And they that's where they pulled everything out yeah. this last year. Uh, it's, um, just, it's, it's a strange, uh, it's just, it's she, like they uh, get a kick out of, uh, I see them giggling about getting a kick out of confusing <laughs> me why well, they're going after one and not the other. Well, I think that new planting has a lot oh, yeah. to do with it because this lady, uh, she had uh, in full sun her main planting, which huge planting. But she said, I, I, you know, I have to dig them every now and then. And she planted another bed in the back, more in the shade. And she said they're, they're eating that bed more than they are the front, yeah. the old planet. So they must get tough or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and, then, and of course, I, I think they, the deer, any change, the deer note. <laughs> and they uh, take uh, it, t- take test, a try. Yeah, yeah, test it. So Mark Peterson is yelling at me through text. He says, "Now is the time to plant tomatoes," no. which is what he was doing all last week when you weren't here. <laughs> so uh, I think I think we're at the final now <laughs> in terms of planting them. But yeah, well, so he's one of those guys from the old days, huh? Yeah, the what? Oh, the, 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 the we were talking about the. We used to recommend wait, wait to until August. you, yeah, yeah, until September before you plant it. Oh, but <laughs> he not said, you know. He says now. now. We say July. Now, 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 now. August. We're in August, so yeah, now. And we still have. We have one gallons. We have uh, the four and a half inch. Good selection of the four and a half inch. Uh, not. I don't know. I don't. I wonder what we have in the, uh, the gallons. I don't know the varieties. Do you remember? They have good tycoon. They oh, have good. tycoon. Uh, for sure. I think they have celebrity too. I thought they had red deuce too. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, wow. I don't think they had the fish. Okay. Red no snapper. snapper. Red snapper. They got up. They had. Oh, the small and the small. I oh, no. well, I say small. And ruby crush. Did y'all ever say that? In the four and a half. I think they did. Yeah. 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 So well, they did. Yesterday. <laughs> Yesterday. Yeah. But uh, uh, what, wait a minute. Mark said plant tomatoes now. Said now, emphatically now. Yeah. Does like, it, not, like does he know that that's encouraging people to use water? I think he understands how it works. Yeah. You can't plant. You can't plant. You can water by hand. Crops. Can't you water by hand? Nah, I don't think you can get it done. Uh, so, take too long to. Do I it. think you're making this up. No. 
Yeah, read anything. Calvin, you want to anything about that? You, you want to step in if I water. if I get? I'm busy examining that uh, swallowtail. Okay. <laughs> but I don't yeah. know if right. I, you I'm, know Mark works for Saws. All right, we so got. Surely he wouldn't advertise something that would encourage the use of water resources, uh, especially you, in a you, drought. You talk to Mark. Mike is on the line. We've got to make sure we tackle his question real quick. Okay. 210-308-8867. Hi there, Mike. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing? How are y'all? Good. Right. Uh, I wanted to ask you a question and then report something to you. First, I just found out that my hay supplier, because I keep horses, uses Bravo control stickers, uses in the fall. And I'm wondering if I use the hay or the horse manure on my garden, if that Bravo will adversely affect it. I've never heard of Bravo. I don't Bravo know. used to be a fungicide, a good fungicide. I don't know Bravo either as a herbicide. Well, this oh, is supposed to be, be the control stickers. Hmm. So it controls grass burrs, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know the active ingredient? I sure don't. No. Okay. Well, it's better if he, he looks at the label on that yeah. because that's pretty important. Look on the label and call the producers. Yeah. Okay, I'll find out then. It's new, uh, isn't it? It's new on the market, isn't it? Yeah, we don't. I it. had the, Yeah, I never heard of it. Yeah. Okay, like I said, Bravo used to be a, a number one uh, fungicide to use on broccoli and. Uh, uh, Cabbage and things like that. Sorry, we don't yeah. know about it. Yeah. What else? Well, the other thing, you know, I called y'all a while back about I put a uh, the tread of a tire cut out and oh, put yeah. it around a, your a tree. Right. Well, what I have found out, it will deter them. It will it will control them a little bit, <laughs> but when like in a drought, when they're real hungry. They will cross that tire to get to a tree. <laughs> oh, man, that's a shame. Yeah. Tough well, it, it meant that I'm using a lot less uh, uh, insecticide to control them than I used to, so I think that's a little bit of an advantage. Well, but then you have 15 tire rinds around the yard that you have to put up with, right? There you go. Yeah, but I don't care about that. I mean, okay. if the neighbors want to look at my yard and complain, they can. I'm more worried about the fruit trees. Yeah. Are you married? Uh, I've got an ex that lives on the <laughs> same property, but uh-huh. I don't care if it bothers her either. Oh, okay. You're a good man. Keep it up as well, long as you can. Now, don't don't be taking advice from Jerry when yeah. you're in your relationships. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm I'm, I'm real sorry. I thought you discovered something with those cut ants and those tires. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it does help a lot. It, I mean, it really okay. discourages them, but it just doesn't. You know, when they get where they're starving, they they will cross the tire. No. And yeah. tell us what you were doing again. Were you burying it? I can't remember. Yeah. No, what I did was, at first, I uh, went to a tire shop, and they will cut the sidewalls off, so you just wind up with a part with a tread on it. And then I dug down a little bit so the tire was was maybe an inch into the ground and then just left it like that around the tree. And uh, it does stop them some. It just, it's just not a 100% stop. Yeah. That's interesting. 
Oh, the the other good part of it is it 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 kind of dams up water. So when I water the tree, I just kind of fill up that tire and just leave it, and it sits there and soaks into the ground. That's good. Maybe 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 you ought to try a little uh, orthene in that. Uh, not orthene. Uh, 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 yeah, acephate. The yeah. well, I found uh, some in that some. I found some pyrethrin and just a little bit of that around the tree, and they just completely leave it alone. I don't think the ones that cross the tire, maybe they don't have enough oomph <laughs> left to put up with that little bit I'm putting out. There you go. Well, you keep working with it. You're working on a, a valuable uh, uh, practice. Experiment, yeah. Yeah. All righty. Thank you. Sorry we didn't know more about Bravo. That's all right. All right. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. That was and toll good. free, that it's was 866-308-8867. That was a great fungicide. By the yeah, way. when I went online, that was the first thing that came up was Bravo fungicide, yeah. Bravo fungicide. It didn't come <laughs> up with anything else. So I don't know. Yeah. He might, might have that a little bit wrong in that name. Yeah. yeah, or because you wouldn't expect uh, uh, to have the same name. I don't know. Oh, I guess yeah, huh? But okay. Anyway. All right. Got about a couple minutes left. Which got? Uh, oh yeah, tips. Tips on growing uh, overgrown coleus. A lot of people are planting coleus in the spring, and now it's tall and ugly. So, uh, and same way with copper plants. They, they can grow big. I you, da- even I, our uh, whopper begonias? There you go. I, I doubt if they've grown as much this year because of the drought and the heat. Uh, trailing lantanas, like our purple lantanas, and other blooming annuals to keep them compact through the fall season. So you pinch out the growing tips from the overgrown coleus, begonias, copper plants, trailing lantana, and the other end, especially that uh, purple one that blooms in the winter. If if it's looking bad for some reason or other, you didn't water it enough, cut it back now, maybe in half, and it'll come out bushier and be beautiful this fall, even into the winter. Uh, also, uh, uh, the copper plants—they're uh, beautiful, beautiful in the fall. Turn red, have red. But uh, I used to plant them every year, just for the fall color. And they're—they're uh, bi- they're big. That'd be in the sun. But uh, they're, they're, uh, the one that people don't cut back—that should be cut back—is this. Uh, 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 this uh, is mum. It's uh, Michael Mass Daisy. Oh, fall aster. Fall aster. Yeah, that should be cut in almost cut in half, so it'll be bushy when it blooms. All right, we are out of time, but we hope you'll end, uh, join us next week as we're here at Millburgers. Get those gardening questions together. Yeah, a black uh, black swallowtail joining Man. us. Man. 
All right, we're Swallowtail Central here at Mill Burgers. <laughs> we will say goodbye for today. Thanks to Al doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to the docs. I'm Milton Glick. See you next week on The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.